this out. Well, good evening, actually. We're here. Uh, this is uh, Steve Madden, and I'm here with Pastor Paul, and we are recording the Foundations podcast tonight. And um, and uh, we're t today we have a real, um, I think it's a real important subject matter that we're going to talk about, and we're titling this particular episode of the podcast, A Revelation of Prayer. A revelation of prayer, and now what I want to do. Good, oh, hello, Pastor Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay, good. And uh, so, what we want to do is we're going to start off. We know that in our country, and actually in our state, uh, an event has just taken place in the last few days um, of a massacre shooting. At um, at a school in what was that Uvalde, Uvalde, Uvalde Texas, and uh, they said I think it was something like twenty one people, eighteen kids, twenty one total uh, with adults, and then the the kid, the shooter himself was uh, shot as well and, and killed uh, in our country, and a very very they say this was the second to the worst school shooting that we've had yes uh compared to what was that sandy creek or what was that sandy uh, uh, i can't have sandy crook yeah yeah whatever it was I yeah anyway but the, this is this is this this right. kind of thing is very it's horrible i mean um you know I, I i'm a granddad right now and the thing is is my grandchild who is uh six seven years old now He's in school too. I mean, that could he could have been in that school there. Yes, and gotten shot. And one of the things I told you, Steve, uh, the shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, mm -hmm. that happened a few years ago. Both my grandchildren are a part of that school. Now, fortunately for them, they are in elementary. The high school is where the shooting took place. Yeah. But when it starts hitting to home like that, oh my goodness, you start thinking about it. You do. You do, you know. And I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, my my wife, uh, she she teaches. Uh, actually, she, they they do a one day a week teaching at a uh, home school. They call it homegrown. Anyway, what she teaches music. Anyway, and I was talking to one of the teachers there the other day and saying, you know, with all of the stuff that's going on in our schools, uh, with the the shootings and all this, with the introduction of the uh what crt remember uh, that was the critical race theory yes. all the stuff that they're trying to continue to push on our children and all that you know it, it's it's a wonder that everybody's not taking their kids out of public school to go home school because they're afraid for their lives at this point 
well, you know, this shooting there in Uvalde, I mean, and then there's been some threats for, for other school districts. Oh, yeah. And actually, some uh, school districts are shutting down their graduation ceremonies. Wow. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, the, just the utter fear of it. And, uh, and you know, th this seems like a pretty bleak situation. You know, we, we talked about, you know, prayer being mm -hmm. taken out of school. Yeah. Uh, 1962. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, we got this here. In on uh, June 25th, 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court declared school-sponsored prayers unconstitutional in the landmark case Engel versus Vitale, V-I-T-A-L-E, Vitale or Vitale, however you pronounce that. And from, if you look at it, what when we look at it from 1962 to today, what's the status? Yeah, I, I, if you cannot cannot see the utter deterioration of uh, morality, mm -hmm. um, uh, just the utter chaos that's happened from that day to this day. I mean, you know, one of the things you can look back in 1962, and, and of course, I wasn't in school in 1962. I was born in 66, but yeah. in the school I was a part of in 1971, 72, 73, even 74, uh -huh. in grade school, our principal still came on the radio, uh, you know, the intercom system. Yeah. Everybody stood, we said the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. He offered up a prayer of protection and blessing for that day Yes. to God in Jesus' name. Yeah. And that was how it was phrased until they were finally shut down. So a lot of school districts defied oh, yeah. that. And, you know, and do we have a biblical uh, mandate to defy that order? Yes, I think we, we do. do. We yeah. look at the book of Daniel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Daniel defied a king's order on it. Yeah. And to say, well, you don't like to go to a lion's den. Well, I wouldn't want to have that miracle either because well, it was still well, scary. Daniel, <laughs> that's interesting. Daniel had a couple of, at least two more Story, or maybe more stories of defying yes. the king. The, they said, uh, the king, you're all going, when the, the music plays, music. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. you need to bow down. They said, we're not going to bow. They yeah. said, then we're going to toss you into fire. We're going to heat it up seven times hotter, and we're going to make you a crispy critter. And they dropped them in there, and God, through miraculous means, God was in there with them. Yeah, if the king or the state or the nation or the Supreme Court are asking you to do something mm -hmm. that is against what God has told you to do, we obey God rather than men. And that's what yes. Peter told uh, those in the, uh, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees about preaching uh, Christ Jesus after mm -hmm. the resurrection. And, and and so anyway, this is not what that's about. But, no. but, the, but, but the point of it is this, is that what we're going through today it's I think it's, it is tragic. But, it's tragic. It's a direct result. But there is a question that needs to be asked. And yeah. if you, especially if you're a new believer, or maybe you've been a Christian all your life, and, and you're looking at these sayings, and, and you're saying, what can be done? I mean, do we just need to take away all people's guns? Is that the answer? Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what is the answer? What What is something that would happen eternally, that would have eternal, eternal consequences, mm -hmm. And, uh, and and what what is that? And, and, and my answer is simple: we need to pray to God. We need to pray. Yeah. So so you know God's got these answers. God knows mm -hmm. everything. He you know uh, he's all powerful, and and just like he moved in the lives of people like Daniel, 
just like he moved in the lives of anyone we see in the Bible and, and possibly how he may have moved in your life. You know, God, God, he doesn't just have the answer. We can say it this way. God he is, the, is answer. the answer. Yes. Now, and I don't want to get too ne negative on this, but at the same time to kind of drive the point home just for one last couple of minutes here before we move on. 1962, something was released. I would th think some, I don't know, evil, whatever the thing is, when they said, we don't want prayer in the schools. At that point, what they did, and to me, that is the enemy, that is the devil coming against, uh, against the people and really suppressing the power of yeah. God. Yeah, Supp suppressing the truth, Romans 1. The wrath of God is revealed. This is just a, a breakdown simple. Mm -hmm. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against who? Men, ungodly men, who suppress the truth. Yes. And that brings the wrath of God, which is defined as God giving them up and giving them over to a debased or a reprobate, reprobate mind. mind. Yeah. And, and that's what's been going on. And that's been going on since 1962. Yes. We could even make it. Well, a, and then they took the Bible out. They, you know, yes. everything uh, that, that the onslaught against her. But you see, the thing is, there's a direct arrow or a direct target, shall we say, yeah. on our children. Yes, they are. And you think about what the 62 uh, decision there did in the Supreme Court. It basically said that the adult, that is the principal, yes. the teacher, and at this point, the godly principal, mm -hmm. the man who has faith in Christ, Jesus for his salvation, yes, the, the teacher who has the same, they were then forbidden to pray with their students yeah so you under you basically it, it's a rebellion against authority and it was mandated by the highest form of government or the high some of the highest forms in, in the supreme court yeah and uh, being the third branch of you know of government here mm -hmm. and uh, we, we've talked about before of how that when certain things happen with our leaders or our presidents yeah. Uh, our presidents are, you know, the Supreme Court and all this, that something is released. And I would say more of evil is released within our country. Yes, I mean, and that's what happened. And and the sad thing about it is, while there has been some pushback against this in, in the last few decades, mm -hmm. such as now students can pray if it's student-led, but once yeah. again, the landmark decision prevented a principal or a teacher mm -hmm. or a counselor to pray with a student. Yeah. And and that is sad. You know, it, it, that, that it is, is it's truly sad. Now, I'm, I'm sure that there are many different principals and teachers and other people that, that have said, you know what, I'm going to pray with who I'm going to pray to because someone wants prayer, I'm going to pray for them. Yeah. And my hats are off to you. And, uh, and, you know, and I know that there have been some that even been fired over these issues. Right. There's been lawsuits from yeah. what I understand. So, uh, yeah. you know, so, I mean, but, you know, but, but you have to respect someone who says, I have faith in Christ. I have mm -hmm. a mandate in Matthew 28 to go into all the nations and disciple people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to allow a government to tell me I cannot do that. Yeah. Because one thing I do know, we... And we don't want to beat this horse to death, but everyone's going to stand before a holy God one day. And yes. you will answer for what you did in this life. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I'm not going to be in a position to where I have to explain to God why 
that I allowed someone to tell me what I could obey God on and what I could not. Yeah. We, like you said, we, we obey God rather than man. And in the New Testament, which was written in the first century, these first century believers, mm-hmm. not just the apostles, yeah, but believers, many of these people suffered martyrdom. Why? Because they wouldn't worship Caesar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know... Um, and yeah, they, they are the ones, the heroes of faith in, in, in Hebrews 11, along with the Old Testament saints yes. that are the great cloud of witnesses. And what are they doing? They're cheering us on. Cheering us on. Saying, saying, come on. Have faith in God. Take a stand. Do what God Do said. It. Okay. So we have our kids that are in the crossfire of this spiritual battle. Yes. What do we do? What well, do we do? I think, first of all, Ephesians 6 puts it in a very, very, well, very direct way. We are in a spiritual war. And if you're a new believer, you just you just got initiated, okay? It is the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of the devil. Yes. Okay. And uh, in, 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 in Ephesians 6, 10 through uh, 20, I'm not going to read uh, all of this, but it, it defines a war with the devil and his kingdom. That's verses 11 through 13. Okay. And, and in those verses, it uses the word wiles. Those are strategies of the devil. Let me tell you something. 1962 was a strategy of the devil. What happened yes. to Uvalde here the other day, that was a strategy of the devil. Okay. And, uh, and, and he mentions about putting the armor of God on. And then he talks about this. He talks about, in verses 18 uh, through 20, he says, praying always. And then he says, with all prayer, supplication in the spirit, and then supplication for all the saints. And he says, this is how we're watchful. Mm -hmm. We're alert. And this is how we persevere. Wow. And so, you know, this that that's the model. So we're supposed mm-hmm. to be praying. What are we praying? Well, we're praying against the strategies of the devil. We're in a wrestling match with him. We're in a war. Yes. And so what? how do we win that war? Well, we pray to God. And we use all prayer, supplication in the Spirit, and supplication for all the saints. So, so what you're telling me here is that this is not a literal physical battle that we're fighting here. No. I mean, where we have to worry, we have to, one side's taking up guns, we got to take up guns and all this. But we're fighting a spiritual battle, according to Ephesians 6 here. It says, what is it? Uh, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, et cetera, et cetera, what we were just talking about. Now, but so the, prayer is a form of, is a weapon? Yes. In fact, from the context of this, if we don't pray, we don't win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another way to look at it. Even Paul went on to say, pray for me. Yeah. And that's how that's how much of a believer he was. Okay. You know, I don't, you know, just pray and then pray for me. And what was a prayer? Pray that utterance would be given to me. In other words, I'll say what I should say. I'll have boldness to say it. Okay. And It says, uh, stand and, therefore. I mean, you're going to have to have some boldness to stand. And, and remember, this first century, Paul eventually suffered martyrdom. Yes. Okay. I mean, he had a real life threat on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we talked about before we uh, started is that th- in this spiritual war, the battle is won in prayer. So we, the, what happened in Uvalde is something that started in the spirit yes. with the enemy. Okay. 
and manifested in a, in a, in a, in a situation like that. So what we do has an effect on the spiritual. Yes. And then what does it do? It shows up in areas like protection, blessing, and favor. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we're never going to go through anything or suffer anything. But what it says is we can have an effect on someone who wants to walk into a school. And how would we do that? It, you know, if you're a parent or you're a grandparent or a great grandparent or yes. you're a, you, you know kids, you live in a city, you know, a believer, what should you be doing? Pray for your schools. Yes. Take that one minute with God, you know, say, yeah. call those schools out by name and say, Lord, protect everybody that's there. So you feel that with, with prayer, we can, by praying that there can actually change events that would happen in this life. Yes, I, I do. I, I believe that. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I realize that someone might hear that and say, well, you know, that sounds naive. Well, is it really? I mean, do we have a biblical basis to say that prayer can change situations? Yeah. I mean, if we are standing <clears throat> against the strategies, the wiles of the devil, mm. um, can our prayers counter, you know, counteract those? And, and yeah. I believe they can. You see, when I look at this verse here, and I'm not, we're not going to break down Ephesians 6, but when I'm looking at this, the prayer part of this, right before it says, take on the helmet of salvation, but he said, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying. Praying. Yeah. Not and. It said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So, you know, we say the sword of the Spirit is a weapon. Yes, and by the way, the, the 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 sword of the spirit is in the Greek. This is not logos. Okay. This is rhema. Rhema. And so this is, in a sense, <laughs> the not just spoken because it's bigger than that. It's it's the ideal. This is the word that's in my heart. Okay. You know, this is the word that that yes, I do speak it, but it's more. It's a specific word. It's not the Bible as a whole. It's the specific word or phrase or words of God, uh -huh. and uh, and so we're we're using that, and where are we using it at? We're using it in prayer. We're using it in praying prayer. always. So in prayer, we're using the word of God to do what? Well, to to stand against the strategies of the enemy. Now let let, let me dig just a little bit deeper on what you just said, Rama. What does the word rhema mean? What are we, where are we getting this word rhema from? Well, that's a Greek text okay. behind that. Rhema, rhema is used in the New Testament to speak primarily of the, well, how do I, it's, it's a specific word. The rhema is a specific word. It's usually spoken. Now, you can speak the logos, too. Okay. But, but what I'm saying, the logos is almost akin to the whole entire scripture, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So rhema is used to, to make a distinction between the whole counsel or the whole of God's word, and rhema is that specific word Okay. that we're praying. The and specific it, word, okay. And then you could also look at it like this uh, in in Second Timothy chapter 2 or 3, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he used two Greek words there. He said, uh, he said, you have known the sacred writings. That's how the mm -hmm. New American Standard puts it. But the Greek word there is the grama, 
the grama is a whole of God's word. Okay. And then he says all scripture is all grafe, the specific word or words of God. So what Paul was saying is every word, all of God's word is God breathed. Okay. So in the, in the uh, the equivalence of those are logos and rhema. Okay. So we got the, the word of God being spoken. Okay. And the the point I, I I remember Kenneth Hagin's teaching. I remember back in yeah. the day, uh, listening, read a lot of uh, of his things. Anyway, talking about how that when you to grab a hold of a word. Yes. Okay. So if I have a when, when the Bible says that we have um, an authority over Satan. Yes. The, the words are what is it uh, the. Um, uh, weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Yes. Just take that particular phrase. And if I that's the word of God. Yes. Now, to me, when I am begin to understand it, and I, I don't want to get too too much in there, the word of God is the word of God, no matter if I understand it or not. Right. Okay, right. I just want to make sure that that's... Yes. But to me, when I start understanding, I am gaining a revelation... Yes. Of that word or of that concept or whatever that God's speaking. And today we're talking, this is one of the reasons I want, I, I named the, the episode a revelation of prayer because I do not feel, and let me just throw this out. I do not feel that a majority of Christians understand the power that they have in prayer. Oh, I know they don't. And to be honest with you, I don't know that anybody really fully understands how powerful prayer is. Okay. I'm talking about prayer to God. You know, and I gave an illustration in our Sunday service because it was impactful to me. It may be a small thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and once again, I realize when I share these things, these are subjective to other people. Sure. And I, I, I'm, I'm good with that. But... And so then it comes down to, as far as River of Life Church, where I go, do people actually trust that I can hear from God? You know, and that's that's just a a judgment call that people have to have. Sure. All right. So, you know, we had a storm uh, last week. It was Mm -hmm. last, I think, Friday. And uh, and anyway, and looking on the Doppler, my my daughter's one that told me about it. So I looked on the Weather Channel, looked at the Doppler on my phone. I mean, ugly, red, nasty. I mean, it was ugly. And, and it was showing to be hitting somewhere around about 6.30, and, and it was going to come through our city all the way. And not just our city, but, you know, a good little place. And it was big. It was oh, like a yeah. big line, yeah. and, and it was, was going to come through and be about an hour and a half, very slow moving. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that, and, and I thought, you know, my, my, you know, first of all, I got big old trees over my house. I yeah. Thought, we've had hill damage before around here, and, and, and I just went outside, and it, was, and it wasn't like I'm being overly spiritual about this. Okay. I just went to the Lord, and I said, I said, Lord, I said, there's a storm coming. I said, I'm asking you to protect the, the church from, you know, hell and the house. I said, I got big limbs over my house. I don't want anything like that. If one of them fell on that house, it'd be catastrophic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I said, Lord, I'm asking you to protect to protect us, and also I prayed for my parents and I prayed for my daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just said, Lord, would you protect us from the storm in Jesus' name? 
There you go. And and and, and I probably when we we talk around here about having a minute with God, uh-huh. it wasn't even a minute prayer. You know, it okay. might have been 25, 30 seconds. Yeah. And uh, and like I, I explained to people, I didn't come to God shaking my fist in heaven and rebuking the devil and all this other kind of stuff. <laughs> no, I yeah. went to God as as a as a yeah. child would go to their dad. Yeah. You know, because I knew God had the answer for it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't asking God to save us from the storm. Yeah. I was asking him to protect us from it. And uh, and so, you know, so so 6.30 came, and mm-hmm. I looked, went outside and I didn't see anything. I looked by the Doppler on it again, and it was still coming, but it just hadn't got here. I thought, man, that's a slow-moving storm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they were predicting about 8 or 8.30 would get here. Yeah. Well, 8 or 8.30 came. And I went outside and I said, Still ain't here. What? I looked at the Doppler and it, yeah. it, it was gone. <clears throat> it was it gone. went all the way through. I said, Where'd it go? And yeah. so I went down and I noticed, and like I said, all our San Antonio friends, I'm sorry that I prayed. But, <laughs> but it. it was hammering San Antonio. <laughs> give it to somebody and else. I, I said, Wow. Well, <laughs> no. You know, and I and I really felt for I really felt for them. Yeah. Anyway, so Sunday, that that would have been Saturday, because then Sunday came mm-hmm. and uh, we have a a, a prayer, you know, actually two, we have two prayer meetings going on at the same time. Yeah. One with you and the worship team. And yes. then we have some of the men that pray in the back. Sure. You know, and so we're praying in the back and I felt like the Lord just, I, I say, but he spoke to me, he spoke to my heart mm-hmm. and it was, he was always asking me questions. Yeah. And he said, what, what about that storm? And I said, well, Lord, I'm thankful that the, uh, you know, the storm didn't hit us. I said, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you know why that storm didn't hit you? Do you understand why I protected you from that storm? Okay. And I just waited for the answer. And he said, because you asked me to do it. Because you asked me. And I was like, and at, the, at that moment, I'm thinking, yeah. wow. You see, I mean, and that didn't, yeah, that's that, amazing. You know, that, that, that's God. And yeah, so, so, so all I did was pray. Yeah. And, I, and I think this is this text. And I'm not saying that every time you pray that God will protect you for a storm, he's going to push it off and hit all your San Antonio friends with it. But I am saying he did protect us from it. Mm-hmm. And they were all day long, all the way up to 830, they were predicting this thing was going to hit us. Yes. And it didn't. And uh, and I was thankful. Now, hey, we got a big rainstorm here the other day. Yeah, all right? we did. So, we, did. So yeah. we were protected from that. So, so well, my, my point is the, the the prayer, and this is where people get into error. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and I honestly believe this. Notice what he says. Let's look at it again. And take the helmet of salvation, verse seventeen, and okay. the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying. praying. So we're taking the word of God. And we're praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And then the ideal is pray for me. Yes. Notice the prayer is to God. Yes. It's using God's word. We're praying to God, his word. Mm-hmm. But is when we're praying to God, his word, it is a... It is a uh, it is a a sword against the enemy. It is you know, so it is a weapon. It, it, yes, it, it, it's against the wiles of the devil. But I'm not talking to the devil. A lot of people like to talk to the devil in prayer. I don't have much to say to him. Okay, I'm not saying it's not appropriate from time to time, <laughs> especially if you're casting demons out of somebody. Sure. But 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 what I'm saying is this is not devil. You this no. This no. is to prayer to God. Yes. But I'm using His Word, and and the one thing I know that God will always honor 
is what he said. What he said in his word, yes. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of, you're with the storm, how that Jesus, he had said, if you would, if, you know, about the mountain, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that what you say shall come to pass. Yeah. You can have whatever you, you say. You can have whatever you say. Now, what is it? What do you, I mean, does that have a correlation with prayer at this point? I think so. And, and you know, and I think sometime when he's, I think there is a moment in time where we do speak to the mountain. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the problem. I mean, we're not looking at physical. That's a figurative statement. Yeah. You know, Jesus didn't speak to the mountain when he spoke to the fig tree. It wasn't a mountain. It was a fig tree. Sure. So in other words, it was an illustration. And so, you know, there are moments in time in prayer. And, and I found that to be true in my own life, that sometimes the Lord, uh, when I'm praying, especially when I'm praying for people that I happen to be the pastor for. Yes. And, uh, and sometimes I'll get a sense in my spirit that I'm supposed to address something by name. Yes. And, and I can give you a, a vivid illustration of that during COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not making this statement in an arrogant way. No. Nobody in this church died of COVID, and there were some very serious cases of Thank it. the Lord. There was numerous people who went to the hospital. I was one of those people. Yes. And, uh, but, you know, I can remember in those early days of COVID and all that stuff coming through and being in this office where we're making this same video. Yes. And, and many times just, just praying, you know, mm -hmm. and what was I praying? I was praying, I was praying scriptures like Ephesians one. I was Ephesians three. I'm praying that God would raise people up, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but there were times where I felt like the Lord wanted me <clears throat> to address that sickness by name. Yes. And I wasn't addressing demons. I'm not, I just, no. just the, the sickness by name. Yes. And, and just speaking to it and saying, you know, in the name of Jesus, you have to leave their body. Yes. You have to go. And, uh, and you know, and, and, and the, the, the thing that I can say is God answered all those prayers. Yes. Everyone recovered. No one had serious side effects afterwards. And one gentleman who has resisted the Holy Spirit, who had double pneumonia, left the hospital, locked himself in his own room, yeah. and refused any help, and it looked like all hope was lost. Not only did God raise him up, okay, but he has fully recovered, and the only part of that prayer that has not been answered for me is that God would bring him back to the church. Yeah. And I still believe the Spirit of God's working on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. Because he didn't heal him just to just to do nothing else with him. Exactly. And I believe he will be back. Even if he's not here, mm -hmm. I believe he will make his way back. So in our day and age, let me let me bring it around. In our day and age, there's a lot of talk. I mean, I go on Facebook and people are talking about their tragedies or their issues that they're dealing with or what have you. And you see a lot of this. Um, we're sending your, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Yeah, a little hand. We're, yeah, with the little hands on there. <laughs> or, or we're sending our prayers to your family. Now, hold on. I, I saw that one the other day and I'm over here. I'm taking a second look and saying... Uh, why are you praying to that family? You should be praying to God uh, on behalf of that family. Yeah, and that may be somatic, but but I understand but, what well, you're saying. Well, the thing is, is there's a dumbing down, and yes, I, I, okay, yes. there's a dumbing down of prayer. 
uh, or the concept of prayer or when you're talking about prayer and it's making it less and less effective. Well, it's, it's kind of like, it, this is a negative view in, in relation to that. How many times is the word, you're a racist being used? And I've noticed that children are using it sound. And, it's yeah. like, and it loses its effect. Racism is real. It is. But when you start using it in such a light way, you diminish what racism is. Now, in a similar fashion, when you do these kind of things and you're not truly praying, yes, are you not doing the same thing? Well, prayer you know, is powerful, and if you're if you're just doing these things uh-huh. in kind of a flippant way, or or you know, and, and I think people have a good intention to pray, sure, and they don't. But you see, the thing is, if I say, Pastor, I'm going to pray for you, yeah, and I go back and I don't pray for you, what does that what does that make it? What does make that make my words? Does it make it a lie? Am I lying? In a way, it does. Yes. I mean, I mean, that may not be your intention because people forget. I mean, that that's part of, in my estimation, the dumbing down of America's social media. Yeah. Now, I am on social media. This okay. is going on social media. Yes. We're recording. I'm it on sure. Facebook. Yes, it is. So yeah. We're not trying to be a hypocrite about no, it. No, no. But I will say that it's made it. People are less social in general because of social media. Yeah. And when you start doing these little superficial things about prayer, yeah. putting little hands together, they got a little, what do, what do they call it? Uh, uh, oh, emojis? Yeah, emojis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that, the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, no, nobody did that for me when I was in, 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 uh, in, in the hospital. Well, they might have. I don't know. I was saying, my wife was sick, my son was sick, and uh, and my dad had just got out of the hospital, so I don't think anybody was doing it. If they did, I didn't see it. But, uh, but, but you know, but I do know this, that I do that people were praying for me. Sure, sure. Now, I knew that because I, people told me they yes, were praying for Yes, they were for praying me. for you. Not on Facebook, but, but they told me, and if people had to pray for me, I probably would have died. Yeah. So I was and, thankful for that. But you see, what what we're doing here is we're using prayer. I'm praying thoughts and prayers and all this type of thing. And we really don't. I, I to, to me, if you're doing it that way, and you may you may not be uh, you, uh, the pre- people may not mean to. Uh, they do it. The, it's it's they want to make that person feel better. You know, say say if somebody passes away, our thoughts and prayers are with you, and that they want to console them or whatever. Sure. That's their intention. However. When, when, like I said, the dumbing down of it makes the actual concept of prayer meaningless. Meaningless. Yes, and and yet God's word makes power, prayer powerful. Uh, we were looking at a, a passage of scripture uh, earlier today. In uh, in fact, it's in James chapter five, mm-hmm. and uh, this is in, in reference. You know, if anyone's sick. You know, let him call for the elders, elders of, the of the church, church. Mm-hmm. and uh, and they will, uh, you know, anoint him with oil. They lay hands on him, and notice this in the name of the Lord. Yes, and it says, "And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven." And then this verse sixteen is where it really, actually, verses sixteen through eighteen, yeah, is very powerful. He says, "Confess your." Uh, trespasses to one another, and then pray for one another that you'll be healed. So that's all in that context of the prayer offered in faith for the sick. And then in the New King James, it says the effective, fervent prayer 
of a righteous man avails much. And uh, and then he goes on and says, Elijah, he's the example. Elijah, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Yes. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produces fruit. And of course, you can go back, and that's you, all you look at up in Ahab the Old Testament, and Jezebel, yeah. and that's going to get into all that other stuff. But you know, we were we were just you know, of course, Steve and I, because we've had you know training and a little bit on both of us in, mm -hmm. in, in biblical language. We're we're by any we're not by any means saying that we're skilled at this. Yeah, well, <laughs> but we can use, we can use skilled. a lexicon. We know we how can, to read lexicon. Yeah, and, uh, we can, we, a, we can uh, say some Greek words. Yes. Okay, so we're not trying to say we're experts at it. Uh, no one's trying to say that. Um, but this word, the effective fervent is the, the Greek word energio, energio. In fact, it's an idiom. It's the exact same word. Yes. And which we get our English word, by the way, energy from. Energy, and, uh, yes. So energio, so, so here where it says the effective fervent, it is the energio, energio, and then it is the prayer, and that is the word, I believe, proeshe there, because uh, I, I believe that is a, a, a noun, I think, okay. of a righteous man, and in the in the Greek here, it's the ideal. It makes tremendous power. Yeah, I, I, what I like about this, I'm reading in Strong's. It says to be at work and to put forth power. Yeah. In other words, when you go to prayer, when you are praying, you're going to work. This is not this is not just something you just flippantly do, or you know, like a somebody says, well, I'm just going to say, you know, now I lay me down to sleep, my soul or I pray the Lord my soul to keep, or this type of situation, something that you uh, you don't think m about much, you don't really put a lot of effort into. But the Bible says here that we need to be effective. We need to be at work putting forth power. Prayer can release power. Yes. And, you know, and, and that's, and, and like I said, the word energio, energio being an idiom, just like a, it's like someone who says something, you say it again to yeah. re reinforce Real effect, it. That's what James is doing. Yeah. He's going to do it again here when he says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And, and the word earnestly, th this is amazing right here, uh, that uh, that he prayed, uh, well, here it'd be proseclame, uh, proeshe. So, so Elijah prayed with prayer. And so what he's doing, if you were reading this, like when James wrote this, he wrote it in the Greek. We, okay. we have an English translation of it. Sure. So if you were here when James was, this 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 letter was being written, you would have read, it would have been read to you in Greek and you would have understood that. Yeah. When he said here, he prayed earnestly. He proseclame proeshe. So you would have, you would have made a connection there. Oh man, this is serious praying. He prayed would, with prayer. He prayed so, with prayer. It's kind of like saying, you know, if I said I'm going to hit you with this book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that book is a is a is yeah. a substance is something that I'm going to use as a weapon or whatever. But I'm not saying I'm going to do that. But I, what I'm saying is is that prayed with prayer. Yeah. So prayer was a force that he used. Yeah. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man. Elijah prayed with prayer. Okay. So I mean this. I mean so the the, the 
he prayed. In other words, that's the uh, that's the well, that's the energio energio. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, the, the, that's the energy, the effectiveness. He prayed. That's what he did. But he used the noun prayer. Yes. And uh, and then the you know we were talking about this. Can can one person make a difference? Okay. You know, I mean, and, and, and you know, and I've had Christians tell me this. Well, look at all the things going on in our world. I mean, there's just there's seemingly there's no hope. Yeah. And uh, and and I do believe we live in the last days, and there, there there could be the the working of the Lord and His purposes, plans. I get that, but as it relates to this Uvalde or, or anywhere, I'm not, not just there, anywhere, yes. it, wherever anyone's listening to this, all over the world. Yes. Can any one person make a difference in the tide of evil? Well, I believe the answer is found right here. Elijah, Elijah was one man. And look at all what he had to face. He stopped about, the rain for and all that for three and a half and years. And this is in King Ahab and Jezebel. You talk about evil, bell worship. Yes. I mean, um, you know, you had, I mean, this is as bad as it gets. They're hunting for him. Oh, yeah. You know, because he prayed that it wouldn't rain. He made a proclamation. In fact, what's interesting about this is that um, we uh, we do not have uh, any record in the Old Testament of, uh, of, of the event other than uh, Elijah praying again that it that it would rain. We, we, we have yeah. that, but we have no record of him praying that it wouldn't rain. No, we have the proclamation he made. Yes, but here it says that he prayed with prayer and uh, that it would not rain, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, and then he prayed again, and the heaven and, gave rain. Yeah, and then it rained. But my my, my point there is. God hid him. He fed him by ravens. We know that. Yeah. Sent him to a, a widow's uh, in Zarephath. Yeah. Uh, you know, she wasn't even a Jewish person. <laughs> Come yeah. God. Jesus used that as an example. Yeah. In the Gospels. And, uh, I mean, just literally hid him. And then had him reveal, you know, what was going, you know, himself to the king and all like that. Uh -huh. But what I'm saying is one man, one man. One man. Because Elijah... Elijah's ministry was known and followed by miracles. Yes. A ton of miracles. And then the power that he had, Elisha comes along as his, uh, what was going along with him. God, give me a double portion of that. And then we see Elisha as his ministry goes off. To the point of even at his death, and I don't want to, we're not going to, I don't want to get into the, that subject. The bones. <laughs> <laughs> but even at his death, that when his bones were in that grave, even to the point of when they were uh, somebody, some dead guy got, he got killed in the battle and fell in on top of his bones, he sprang back to life. He must have had some sort of power inside, I mean, oh, yeah. down to the bone. Well, and, and you can make the observation that Elisha, if he would have followed Elijah's example, he was a man of prayer. Yes. And, uh, and you know, when James is writing this, of course, you know, someone like Elijah, you know, is like the, the, the prophet, the priest, or the king. They're the only really people that had, uh, you know, the Spirit of God upon them in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. 
in the New Testament, every believer has a spirit within them. Yes. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the spirit upon you. And so when he's writing this, he's basically saying Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He is telling his audience that the effective, the fervent, fervent prayer, prayer of a righteous, righteous man. And I, I like to break it down just real quick. Just, uh, just give me a minute here. The effective. In other words, when you go to prayer, you have to realize that your prayers are going to be effective. Yeah, energio. Energio. They're going to actually, there's power behind your prayers. Yes, effective. And then <laughs> fervent. Uh, no, yeah. there's another thing that you talked about being the fervency. Yeah, well, that's the same thing. Energio again. And so energio, energio. And, and so when you're looking at this, the effective fervent, he's basically saying this is effective. It's it's powerful. It's but there's the ideal of consistency with it. Yes. And, uh, you know, the idea is passionate, it's earnest. I, that's why it's used there because it's serious praying. And we say serious, what do we mean by that? I mean, we're being honest with God. Well, and, yeah, I you're mean, being we're, honest we're, to God. We're, we're coming to the Lord. and, and Well, that speaks to the righteous man next. Yes. You can't come with sin in your heart before God no. and then expect him to be answering your prayers. Yeah, I mean, there's all, you know, this same uh, uh, book of James mentions the ideal that people don't get prayers because they ask them this. Yeah. Uh, and Peter wrote that, you know, your prayers will be hindered. A man's prayers can be hindered if he's in a wrong relationship with his wife. Okay. You know, I mean, so, I mean, we need to be in right standing. Now, you say, well, we have the righteousness of Christ because I'm a believer, but yet we're told to pursue that. Yes. We're supposed to pursue righteousness, pursue holiness. Okay. So nobody's perfect, but we come to God and as far as we know, we don't have anything that's an abject rebellion to the Lord. No, no. You know, and so we come to the Lord and we pray about the things that concern us, the people we love. Yes. Uh, the church we go to, our family, our friends. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, you know, it's powerful. Yes. In other words, God's going to move it. And he says it will avail much. You will accomplish a lot of things. Yeah, the uh, the amplified here, uh, the latter part of verse 16, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. So we know the power is God's power. Yes, that's God's but, power. But, but, but who does God use to make that available? He uses our prayers. Yes. And what kind of prayers are they? They are the heartfelt continued prayers, the earnest the, prayers. The, the continued, and I'm going to speak to that, that the Greek itself is is not, it's kind of like when I use a verb or I use something like I, I'm going to, um, well, it says be filled with the Spirit. Okay, I'm yes. just going to use that example. That, that, that doesn't mean just one time. No. Just be no. filled one time and there you go, I'm, I'm good to go. It says, continue to be filled with the Spirit. Continue, you are yeah. continuing to be, as this verse says, uses that, yeah, you're using that word continue again. I believe that's again. in Ephesians 5 where he says, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, mm -hmm. but be being. That would be the best way to translate that, not just be filled. Yeah. Be continually filled. Be being filled with the Spirit. And, uh, and you know, and, and how, how does that occur? You know, and people look at that and say, well, well, how does that occur? Well, that occurs when we pray. Yes. When we worship, which is just a form of prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're, we're praying to God. And because he says, speaking to yourself in Psalms and 
hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to who? To God. To God. To God. To God. Now let's. This is this is a good segue to go back into Matthew six. But if I am a I'm a Christian, I'm I'm a brand new Christian, and you're saying, well, what am I supposed to do now? I've given my heart to God, and then and uh, we 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 talk about that. I, I kind of joke about the Holy Trinity of uh, of uh, uh, that we were always told what we needed to do when we were saved was to pray read your Bible and go to church. There you go. You got the three. There you go, which are very important. I'm not going to, I don't diminish that. But the one thing when you're talking about prayer, if I'm a new Christian, how do I pray? How do I get into it? Because I, and you know, I, I'm, I'm serious about this because there is a lot of Christians that have been Christians for many, many, many years that are awkward about prayer. They don't, how do I pray? What do I do? You know, and, and they, they avoid prayer meetings because what they're we, awkward. What are we going to do in an hour prayer meeting? Yeah. You know, and how then, do you what's pray that, for what, an what, hour? I mean, an hour? Well, you know, so you're going to divide it up, and so you're going to say we pray 30 minutes, and then we're going to come together. Mm-hmm. And I know it, we circle around and pray. I mean, you know, throughout the decades, I've seen people that never really pray, and I, and, I, and I feel so bad because it's like, well, I know why they don't, because they don't feel like they can. Okay. And, and that, you know, and so, you know, Matthew chapter six mm-hmm. is, is really the hallmark teaching uh, about prayer. And of course, this is all a part of the, the Beatitudes, you know, the prayer, the, the, the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. And, uh, and, and he, in, in Matthew six, verse five, he says, and when you pray, and I want you to notice that is the force of the language there. When, not when if. you pray, there's yeah, an expectation you, that you said, going "Don't be to. like a hypocrite." They, yeah. they 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 love to pray, <laughs> but their prayer. Look at this kind of prayer. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street. They may be seen by men. To be seen by men. Yeah. What this is not, this is not what we're doing. Verse okay. six is the hallmark of this. He said, "But you, when you pray, he says, go into your room." And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. openly. And, uh, and what I've taught over and over again, and in, in, in not just in this church, but over and over again for people, uh, there's, some, there's some real key components in here. There's the room. He said, go to your room. And I think the old King James says closet. All right. So the okay. ideal, it's a place where it's you and God, you know, you okay. can pray. And, uh, and that, so I, I, I like to talk about the time and the place. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you pick a time and a place where you can consistently Meet pray. with God. Yeah. And, and it, it, well, I've, I've known people that have literally pastor. I know they've, they've gotten into their closet. Yeah. Now, if you, uh, my closets are full. Oh, I, I couldn't get in my closet. It would be, it would be devastating. But, uh, but, but, you know, your room can be anywhere. It can be in your car. It can be anywhere. Okay. Now, I, sometimes I think in the car, you can, you can, if this is the only place you can do it, do it. Yeah. But there are some principles here that, that if you've got to get up a little bit early in the morning or mm-hmm. maybe go a bit to bed a little later. Yes. You know, uh, 
try to do it somewhere we're not driving and you're not doing anything else. Well, I tell you, I mean, if a person was driving trying to pray, brother, there might be a yeah, strong yeah. <laughs> adversary now, coming after now you. Now, let me make this observation. This yeah. isn't the only time you can pray, okay? No. But this is just a discipline. Mm -hmm. And so there's a room, a time and a place. He says, shut the door. I teach everybody that when you have your time of prayer, this is your your secret place of prayer. Okay. And uh, I, I carry only a few things with me in prayer. I have my Bible. I have my prayer journal because I have, want to have something to write down if I have a thought. Mm -hmm. And I have a pen. That's it. I don't I don't listen to music. I'm not saying anybody has to do it the way I do it. Okay. But when he says shut the door, he's talking about get rid of the distractions. I don't look at my Logos Bible program mm -mm. when I'm in prayer. I, mean, I have a Bible. Yeah. But I don't do that because I might get tempted to go on a rabbit trail. You know what I mean? And so this is not that moment. Uh, I mean, God's not going to be impressed with me telling him Greek and Hebrew words. Okay. No. Because he's the one that spoke all that. Yeah. Right, so we wanted to do that. The the right. And yeah. then he says, pray to your father. So that, you know, that's, that's you know, God the father here. We, we pray to the father. And then yeah, well, the, the, This is a very important point. Prayers to your family. This is uh, this is this is the point that we're uh, that I was trying to bring it a little bit earlier. We send prayers to you. We send you our prayer. You're not praying to those people. No. You are praying to God the Father. Yes. In Jesus', Jesus name. name. Yes. That's where your prayers are directed. Not to Mary. Not to Mary. I don't want to get into not all of this, but I mean, saints. yeah, not to the the saints. Well, let me let me throw a little thing that I saw a ministry put out on their webpage. It's not in Trump we trust. No, no, it's in God we trust. It's the Father. So we pray to the Father, and then He says, when we pray to the Father, now look at the look at the text again. He says, pray to your Father who's in the secret place. Well, what's the secret place? That's that room. Yeah, that's that time in the place. He says he's there. Okay. That means you have an that means God meets with you when you do this. Yes. That's powerful in itself. You know, I keep on thinking about that energy of, you know, that energy. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, and so he rewards you and then again he gives you some instructions about what you don't do, and then he talks about what you pray to the Father about. Yes. And he mentions seven things. He, look at this. First of all, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is worship. Yes. And, and what I tell people, one of the things I like to do is I, I love to either use Psalm 103 or maybe uh, Psalm 91, and I may not even use all of it, but just read those and worship God. It, it, you know? yeah, yeah, Hollywood be your name. Now, Would do I come to God with an attitude that I, I'm owed something? No. No, in fact, that's the opposite of what we see here. And this can be demonstrated in Acts chapter 4 mm -hmm. when they were persecuted and told no longer to preach in, in Jesus' name. They went back to their own company. And you look at what they did. They went back to Creator God. You made the heavens and the earth. And, and I mean, it's, 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 it's the fear of the Lord in the sense of the ultimate respect and reverence for God. Yes. And this is what this is. I yes, mean, you know, Father would be your name. You know, uh, I, I noticed in my... <laughs> My Bible here, I put the, the fear of God, and I put Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. Okay. And that's that one that God looks on this one who is uh, who is a contrite, contrite. Who's, uh, who's humble, yeah. he's broken, and he trembles at your word. And, you know, that's where we approach God. Not that we're afraid of him in the sense of no. uh, some kind of phobia. 
you know, like we're going to run in terror, but it is a phobia, a phobia in the sense of respect. Respect. You know, this is, this is the one whom we will give account to. Yeah. And yet this is the one who revealed that he loved us. Yes. And so, so we, we come to God and we, and, and I call that worship, you know. Yes. And then we go into your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in this concept, we're, these are kingdom priorities. So this is where you pray for yourself. Yes. You pray for your family. You pray for your church. You pray for missionaries. This mm -hmm. is where you pray for your president, your governor. I mean, in other words, these are people you can pray for. And what are we praying? We're praying God's kingdom and his will would be done in their life. Yeah. And what is that? That's revealed in scripture. But I, there, there's been a lot of talk about saying, Lord, if it's your will, Lord, if it's your will, do this. Lord, if it's your will, heal my body. Lord, if it's your will. You know, the problem with that is not biblical to use that term like that. Yeah. Uh, God's given us his word. So we already know what his will is. There, now, there may be situations. I'm not saying that. Like, should I take this job? You yeah. Know what I mean, I get that. But when we're talking about, well, you wouldn't pray, well, God, if it's your will, would you deliver that person from crack cocaine? Yeah. I mean, that would, well, I got to be careful how I put that. You know, we don't pray prayers like that. Uh, what I've, I've, what I, what I do. This is just what I do in mm -hmm. my own life. Uh, I pray a lot of the prayers that people in the Bible prayed. Whether that's Moses, mm -hmm. whether that's Daniel, <clears throat> yeah, whether that's Paul. Oh, well, we talked about know? the prayer of Jehoshaphat back in yeah, there the when prayer, so when you yeah. get bad news and yeah, you just you just well, man, you go to God. Yeah. And, and in that case, in Jehoshaphat's life, there was a prophet that stood up and gave a word. Yeah. By the way, that prophet's word came to pass. Yes, okay? it did. And uh, so we, we don't want to get on that again. Yeah. All right. But, but, but you know, in Ephesians, let me just read this. I, I, I can quote it, but but I, I would rather read it. Okay. And, uh, and, and, you know, because I want to make sure I get every, because sometimes I uh, adapt it, I guess, is something yeah. I want to put it. And, uh, and here, Paul starts out by talking about the blessings that we have in Christ. And uh, and then so he offers a prayer for them. Mm -hmm. And he does the same thing in the third chapter of Ephesians. Okay. But here in verse 15, he said, Therefore, I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, your love for all the saints. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Okay. Now, that's a little bit more than putting little, little my thoughts and prayers are for you, right? Yeah. He's actually going to pray. He's gonna right? actually going to pray, yeah. And this is the prayer, and that is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, remember, he go to the Father. Yes. He said, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation mm -hmm. that's in the knowledge of him. Yes. That is Jesus. And then he says, the eyes of your understanding, and really that is the eyes of your your heart, yeah. Uh, your heart being enlightened, you will know something. Mm -hmm. And this, and, and these, these are powerful prayers. You just personalize them, Lord. I'm praying for so and so yes. that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation that's in the knowledge of you. Yeah. And uh, so that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened, and that you would know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? 
and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward, that literally means in and for, mm -hmm. uh, toward us who believe, and then notice what he says, it's according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Yeah. And he also says he seated him at the right hand of the right Yeah. Hand of uh, in heavenly places. Yes. But, but, but you know, that's, that's a prayer. Paul prayed that for the Ephesians. Yeah. I can pray that for myself. <clears throat> I can pray that over the people I love. Yeah. I can pray that over, you know, really, and really, I can pray that over any believer. And then the third chapter is the prayer for to be strengthened with might. Okay. By, by his spirit in your inner man. And, uh, and, and that is a, a powerful prayer. And in fact, uh, to be honest with you, I I adapt versions or pieces of that prayer many times. Sure. When we pray for people in church and we're laying hands on them just for general things, and mm -hmm. I, I may say, Lord, I'm asking you to give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes. It comes from knowing you. Yeah. You know, God, may their heart be enlightened, Lord. And it's scriptural. Yes. And I mean, you know, it's, and, <laughs> I teach a Sunday school class, and so I teach high school kids and, and, and young adults and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the young ladies in there, and I said, do you know what that means when he says a spirit of wisdom? Do you know what that word wisdom is? And she goes, Sophia? That's her name. Yeah. And that is the Greek word, Sophia. And, uh, and anyway, so, you know, and so I, I, I taught them because I thought it would be fun for them. Teenagers are fascinated with, with things. If you give them interesting things, they can understand. Yes. And so I said what Paul was praying is that he would give to you the spirit of Sophia an apocalypse mm -hmm. and revelation. Revelation. And so I'd get them to say it and repeat it to me. And uh, so then they go around telling each other, you know, I'm praying for you to have the spirit, spirit of Sophia, Sophia and apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but, but, but you know, they're thinking about the text. Yes. They're thinking about it. And I said, this is a prayer and this is powerful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're talking about, you know, praying the kingdom, kingdom praying. Yeah. Uh, I, I I spoke last uh, week and I gave the illustration of Romans eight eight uh, six eleven, mm -hmm. and that's where you know Paul says, even so, consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God. And I challenge people, give God a minute. Okay. Just give him a minute. Give him a minute. And I said, can you imagine you come to God and you say, Lord, I've been battling the flesh. I know that you don't want me to do these things. So, Lord, you told me that I've been baptized into your death. That's what you told me right here. Yes. I've been raised up in the glory of God. I've walked in the new life. I consider myself dead to sin. And so sin don't have any power over me. And I also consider myself to be alive to God. I can do whatever you say I can do. Yes, yes. I said, how long did it take you to pray that prayer? A minute, maybe. Make, I don't think it was a minute. Let's see that a minute. Yeah, and I said, and I said, so you make this prayer, this declaration. You're making a declaration. You're, you're renewing your mind with it. Yes. And uh, you're you're doing what Scripture says. Consider yourself. You know, so you're saying to the Lord, Lord, I consider myself. You said that I'm dead to sin. Okay. I'm saying to you, Lord, I am dead to sin because of what Jesus did for me. Mm -hmm. And I am alive. Yes. to you because of what he did. Yeah. And I said, and you know, maybe the first few times you pray that prayer, do it. I told him to do it daily. Yes. 
pray it. You can pray it three or four times a day if you want to. God's not sure. offended by that. No. Anyway, I said, so you, you make that confession, that prayer to God. You take that minute. And, uh, and then what's eventually going to happen is eventually that temptation is going to come. We call that spiritual war. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that temptation's going to come to say the wrong thing, to believe the wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just act out. That guy pulls out in front of you, and you give him your finger, and you know you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Jesus wouldn't do that, so you shouldn't do it. That's right. You know, and uh, you know, so you know, and we all have things. All right. I said, but what's going to happen is you do that enough, and all of a sudden temptation is going to come, and the Spirit of God is going to bring that word. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about is going to be that rhema word. That rhema word. It's a sword of the spirit. Yes. And it's going to come out and say, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm dead to sin. I don't do those kind of things. There you go. I am alive to God. It, it'll come out in other ways when you feel like God wants you to do something. You'll see in scripture, you want to witness, share your faith. Mm-hmm. And something's going to say, I'm alive to God. Yes. I can make disciples. Uh-huh. I can do this. God said I can. Yeah. And, and it starts happening, and and so you know, uh, but but that's in, but but that's prayer to God. Yes. So you know, we're the, we take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit with all prayer, prayer and supplication in the yes you know, in, in the spirit, you know, praying always with all prayer and, and, and supplication in the spirit, and so these are these are powerful things. So you know, as it relates to that, you got the kingdom priorities there in Matthew six. You got the daily. That's why prayer should be daily. Yeah, give us a, this daily day our bread, daily bread. Which could be, I've heard people talk about, well, maybe he's praying about finances. I don't know what really, it, you could, you, if you it could want to be, relate you that. Maybe praying for food. I mean, you know, God supply our needs. For provision. Hey, yeah. with all the shortage of groceries, this might not be a bad thing yes, to pray. Yes, it's good to pray. Uh, then the ideal of forgiveness, you know. Lord forgive, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Yeah, so we, we deal, if we, if, if we see that we have something on heart towards somebody, yes, yes. this is the moment to deal with it. Yes. You know, and if you do this daily, you can deal with it when it happens. Okay? Yeah. And uh, and then the, the don't Lord lead us not into temptation. Mm-mm. Okay. Somebody said, well, God would lead us into temptation. Well, if we, I heard Larry Lee explain it this way and I thought it, it sounded good. Yeah. He said, you know, Lord, don't lead me into, tempt- into temptation. Lord, help me to learn what I need to learn just by what your word teaches, what people that's, that, that are older than me, that have more wisdom, yeah. and they let me learn through wisdom and through your word what I should do uh-huh. so that I don't have to go make all these same mistakes yes. that, ever, you know, that everybody else makes. And, and I don't know if that's exactly what, because he also said it deliver us from evil, and I, I separate those two things. Well, when you're talking about temptations, you, you always say trials and temptations. Yes. Okay, trials and temptation. And those are the things that teach us. Yeah. If we don't catch it, right. If we don't read the Bible, I mean, and and gain that wisdom prior, there's going to be something that we have to deal with that's going to yeah. help us learn. In fact, we can even bring this into the chasing of the Lord. God chastens those He, he loves. loves so that we will yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness and partake of his holiness. That's what he mm-hmm. said there. And, and so, you know, why, why would he chasten us? Well, because we're not going the right direction. And so, you know, God will use all kinds of things. I don't believe God tempts any man. No. But God can work on us when we are tempted and fail. 
Yes. And so this ideal, Lord, don't lead me into temptation. I don't want to learn. I want to learn from the things I've already went mm-hmm. through, from people who know more than me, yes. and then deliver me from evil. I mean, I mean, you just pray, God, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. Yes. You know, it, it, once again, going back to the Uvalde, the, 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 the yes, situation, yes, the tragedy yes, yes. of that, you know, and I'm not saying that people weren't praying there. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, is there value in praying over the schools in your city yeah. And saying, Lord, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. God, protect people. Protect people. us from evil. Whatever yeah. designs and plans that the enemy has, Lord, would you intervene? Would you just stop them? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and then you kind of end it with a, what I call a praise and declaration of faith. Yep. And uh, and that is that to you know, yours is the kingdom and the power, power and, and the, the glory. glory forever. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, you know, God's in control. Yes. And we're acknowledging that we that have prayed to him. Yes. And he is in control. And by the way, that's all in that reference to when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father who's in the secret place, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you, you openly. openly. And so we're praying that, that those are seven things mm-hmm. that, you know, someone can say, well, how would I pray? Well, well those are things you can pray about. Yes. Those seven things. I mean, I don't believe he meant you to verbatim say that prayer. I believe those are prayer points. Sure. Um, and they're just ways that we can approach God. And, uh, and and once again, I'm not saying secret prayer is the only thing that believers should do. Mm-hmm. Paul in First Thessalonians, and I think it is chapter 5. It is 5. He talks about praying Pray without, without ceasing. ceasing. And I believe, you know, we can have those one minute with God any time during our day. We can have uh, prayer in, as relationship and fellowship with the Lord. You can talk to God any time. It's yes. not that you're doing it all day long. Mm-hmm. It's just that you can. And I and I, I try to practice that as, you know, everyone gets busy. But I try to practice that as much as I can. Is If I'm by myself and I'll just start having a conversation with Jesus about something. Yeah. And I'm not expecting any bolt from heaven or anything. I just, you know, it keeps you sensitive to the things of the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and well, I realize yeah. a, brand, a brand new Christian may find that difficult. <clears throat> hey, talk. This is what I did as a teenager. I don't know how. I don't know who, if anyone told me this or not. I'm, I may have heard someone say it. Okay. What I used to do when I first got saved, I would take a chair and put it in my room, and I would sit down in the chair, and I would put it. I believe I had another. I'm almost sure I had another chair, and I would just I would just talk to God like He was in the room with me. Yeah. And, and well, because, and, and he, because is. he is, he's omnipresent. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I just talked to God. I didn't try to visualize him. I just, I just talked to God like he was in the room with me. And and I found that you know I talked. And what did I talk to him about? Talked to him about things that concerned me and my family and my church. And, sure. And what I believe God was showing me in the Word and and just talked to God. And 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 really, those are things that you can do anytime, anywhere. Yeah, especially in your car. You're in your car. Oh yeah. You want, you want to do something? You need right. extra special prayer in your car. Hey, your when car. I when I was uh, holding revival years ago in Merkel, Texas. Uh huh. That's in West Texas. If anyone's listening to this, and uh, and that revival went on for uh, uh, ten weeks. We took a week off during it, but it was ten weeks total. Okay. And uh, so you know, I was pastoring the church, and 
And uh, so, you know, after after the Sunday night service, I normally would leave on Monday and I would travel up to Merkel. It took me about four and a half hours at that time to get there. Okay. And uh, and I always enjoyed is I mean, I always wanted Carol, my ch- children, to come. But when I, I always looked at it as God threw me a bone. Okay. When I got to go by myself, because what I would do is I would spend that whole time just praying mm-hmm. in the in the car and talking to God, you yeah. know, and and about the service, about anything, that, you know, praying for other people and yeah. and whatever. And uh, and I always saw a connection between when I got to really do that, mm-hmm. and then so I'd get there in time to rest up a little bit. They would have a prayer meeting every day, you know, as well sure. in the church. And I, I didn't normally get there for that, but because, I, it, you know, it takes a little while to get there. Uh-huh. And then uh, we'd have the service that would start at 7 o'clock, and, man, we would see the Spirit of God move. I have seen soon. God heal people. Mm-hmm. I've seen God save people. Uh, we had a we had a gentleman that walked in really early in the revival, and, uh, and his name was Frank Payton. Okay. He's Facebook friend of mine okay so hopefully good. he'll listen to this one day yeah and uh, anyway he was uh if i remember right he was a he was methodist well his wife was assembly of god she was going to that church there okay and uh and he had a real negative view oh. about the pentecostal That's people the we're all crazy, people. Yeah, you know? crazy people. and uh so he finally uh, he thought his wife was seeing someone in the church oh lord and she was. It just wasn't the man she was thinking. She was seeing Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but he walked in, and I was up on the platform, and the pastor said, "Look at that. That's Frank Payton." I didn't know who Frank Payton was. Didn't mean anything to me. Apparently, okay. him and the pastor had words. Uh-huh. I mean, he did. He was he was really angry about okay. his wife going there. So he comes in. Well, I, you know, the the worship is over. I preach, and I don't remember what I preach. I really don't know what I preached. And uh, and I gave the altar call, mm-hmm. and people started coming. Sure. When I say altar call, anybody want to receive Christ? Yes. And people came every night. Okay. Because I mean, that that place was packed out every night. Even though nice. we didn't run those crowds, it got people were coming from everywhere. They just they, it's amazing. You don't have to advertise a revival. No. You know, so you know people are coming. <laughs> no, you don't. And I'm not bragging on myself. That church had been in prayer many years before this meeting. So mm-hmm. God moved. And uh, and so and they're coming, and all of a sudden I see Frank Payton. He's coming down with everybody else, and I thought because the pastor said, "Hey, he's Methodist. He hates yeah. our church. Oh, yeah. He hates all this." And I thought, okay. Anyway, so I you know I led all of them in a prayer you know of repentance, okay, and in an acknowledgement of, of Christ as Lord in their life, and then uh, what we did there is that we laid hands on them right then to be filled with the Spirit. Okay. And uh, and so, you know, and, and I talked to him about what we're going to do here. And uh, and so I came down and started praying. Well, Frank Payton was in. I wasn't the only one praying because, mm-hmm. you know, the other pastor and maybe a few other prayer people. So Frank Payton was there, and I came up to him, and I, I didn't... I didn't say anything to him or anything like that. I just laid my hands on him and prayed that he'd be filled with the Spirit. And when I did... And I'm not saying there's anything about this that, that this has to happen. But yeah, this did. Yeah. God just knocked him on the floor. I just barely touched him and bam. Boom. I mean, yeah. he just went down. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's pretty good for a Methodist. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't think another thing about it. And uh, 
Anyway, the 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 next morning, because we'd have a what four days of revival, then I would go back. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the next morning, um, uh, pastor said, "Hey, have a meeting with Frank Payton. He wants you to be there." Okay. I said, "Okay." Yeah, I said, "What's it about?" I see that I have no idea. Uh oh. So anyway, we 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 get in there, and there Frank Payton, his wife, comes in, and uh, so he tells us the story behind the story. Okay. And uh, and he comes in and he says, "I just want you to know right now that when I came here last night, I really thought my wife was having an affair on me, and that's why she was coming to church all the time." Yeah. You know, like I said, it's bad enough that she came on Sundays and Wednesday. Now she's coming on Mondays and Tuesdays. And oh, Wednesday, yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. So I, I thought something was going on. So when I walked into that church, I fully expected to see her sitting with someone. And she, well, and she wasn't. So I thought to myself, well, I'll just sit in this silly, stupid little service. Yeah. And then he sat there and said, I said, well, I guess I'll sing their little silly songs. Okay. He said, but then God got a hold of him. Yeah. He said, when you called that altar call, something pulled me up there. There you go. And he said, God did the rest. Why did that happen? Well, we could say in the God sovereignty, he wanted Frank Payton. Oh, of course. And, and I, 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 yeah, I have yeah. no problem. He's a potter with the clay. I got, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something. What did James say? God uses a man's prayer yes. to make tremendous power available. I believe that mm-hmm. he used my prayers, but he didn't use mine alone. Mm-hmm. He used that church who was praying every day. Yes. Uh, they, 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 they put up every day at 10 o'clock. People came around the church, stayed for an hour or two, and that's all they had prayed. Yeah. And, and in fact, uh, that, I enjoyed that part of the revival because I'd just get up there and I'd pray with them. That's where I prepared all my sermons and prayer meeting. I didn't have a chance to do a lot of stuff because yeah. when you're preaching every night, you know, it's really, a, it's, it's, it's difficult. A, you're but... running, you know, I mean, and so, but, but isn't it amazing that prayer was offered to God that we want revival, we want people to be saved, we want mm-hmm. people to be healed, we want you to draw people. And yeah. that's what God was doing. Yes. And that was one of many, many different people. By the way, Frank, uh, eventually uh, started, uh, he ended up quitting his job, working full-time for the church, wow. doing anything they wanted. I mean, he was so on fire for God. He came to every revival meeting, and he even uh, made a trip with his pastor to come to, to our church here yeah. just to be a part and see what we were doing. And uh, and Frank Payton to this day is still going to church, still serving God, yeah. and all like that. And why did that happen? Because people Prayed. prayed. Prayed, and this is this is this is what what we're talking about today is that we we need to get a revelation of the power and the effect that prayer has. Yes, and when we understand the power that we've been given by God, we're going to want to pray. We're going to say, "Hey, whoa! I want to tap into this thing," and. Um, so, you know, and we're, we're, we're uh, running the end here. But the thing here is, is that we, we talked about today the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The power, what is that, in energio, energio, or whatever yeah, that energio, word is? Energio, energio of a righteous man, it, is, it makes Tremendous power available. Makes tra- and yeah. when when we're going to when you pray, you're going to work spiritually speaking. Yeah. 
You're going to work because you are reaching out to God to release power on behalf of your family, on behalf of your job, on behalf of your finances, on behalf of your church, on behalf of whatever you are praying about. And that the, the thing is here is that if Christians, if we as Christians grab a hold of the understanding and the revelation of what prayer can do, we would do it more and we would make it more of a priority in our lives. I, I believe so, uh, you know, and uh, and once again, if you don't know where to start, start with a minute with God. A minute with God. Yeah, just a minute. Start with, with a minute with God. Just uh, just that one minute. And um, what I told my what I told my Sunday school class that day, you start every day. You don't know where to pray, and I had some in there that, that they'd never prayed, you know, daily or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, sometimes that could be a big thing for someone who's never done it. And and so just say, hey, start with a minute every day. And I said, you know what's going to happen to the minute with God? The minute with God is going to turn into two minutes eventually. And the two minutes is going to turn into five minutes. Yes. And before you know it, the five minutes is going to turn into 10 and the 10 into 15. And when it turns into 15 minutes every day, you know what you have? Revival. You have a revival in your life. And I said, that's just how powerful prayer is you don't start if you're not praying at all you don't start with 15 minutes no, you start no, with a no. minute just start with a minute I'm saying, a minute. if you're not praying at all god's pleased to, to to have communion with you for a minute and the value of that is that he knows just like i would know and he, steve would know and yeah anybody that's been walking with god that minute will just eventually turn into a whole lot of minutes. Yeah, a lot of minutes and, and it, but It's natural when it comes that way. Yeah. Because what you're doing then is you're not forcing something. It's natural. It, it's called a relationship with God, a yeah. fellowship with Him. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, so, you know, I would start, you know, if you're not praying, start in the morning before you go to work mm -hmm. or before you go to school or whatever you're doing. You know, if you have to get up just a little bit before you, you know, go anywhere. Yeah. Find you a minute with God. Yes. Yeah, just find. And I would say, add another minute. Have a minute in the Word where you just read the Bible. Yeah. And 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 just start there. And uh, and, and you can use some Matthew six as a guide on what you could pray about. Yes. And uh, you know, and so it, 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 if you'll do it, I promise you, it's powerful. It's effective. It is a pushback against the enemy. It's a stand against the enemy. Yeah. When we pray to God. And we pray to God. All righty. Well, I tell you what, I know we're, we went just a little bit over in our normal flow here today, but Pastor, could we go ahead and could you pray for the Uvalde and for the situation there? Sure. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. What a tragedy. So many people who lost their lives in that school, children and adults, and there's people that are suffering right now. And I'm asking you to do what you promised the Holy Spirit would do for us. And that is that you would be a comfort to them. I pray, God, that you would help them. And, 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 and Lord, while there is grieving that will go on, I pray that that, that grieving will, will turn into um, just literally the blessing of the Lord in the sense of the closeness that we can have with you. Yes. Those lives can <clears throat> never be replaced, and I know that. 
But Lord, you can minister in that situation. Something good could come of this. And, uh, and, and Lord, I even pray for the family of the young man who did this. Yes, Lord. What they must be going through right mm. now. And, and Lord, and I pray you help them. I help every, everybody that lost a loved one, everyone who lost a child. Yes. And, uh, and, and help us all. Help us all to be uh, aware that we need to be people that pray to you. And we need to pray for our schools. We need to pray for our students. We need to pray uh, for uh, all the staff and the teachers and those campuses. And we can pray a simple prayer. God, protect us. Yes, Lord, protect us. Lord, protect us. Deliver us from evil. Yes. That's how you told us to pray about that. Because what happened there was evil. Yes, it was. And so, Lord, may we learn to be people of prayer. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So... All righty. So, um, well, we're glad that you listened to us and that you come to the podcast, listen to the podcast today, talking about prayer, the revelation of prayer. And we become, when we get that understanding of the power that is released when we pray, we need to be able to get into it. And like pastor says, even if you start with a minute, start with that minute and go from there. Now, God bless you all. Next week, we'll be back again for another podcast. And uh, and tune in. We got some real good stuff coming up in the next few weeks. But God bless you all, um, and we'll uh, we'll be with you next week. Amen.